Welcome to Radio Rehab and Happy New Year. This is our first show of 2017. If you're just tuning in for the first time, what we do here is a daily show. It's a storyteller series and it's a Monday through Friday show where I have a guest host in and we discuss different topics. Uh, On Monday, you get to know the guest, which we're going to be doing today. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have specific topics that we discussed. On Wednesdays, it's Epic Attic Fail. And Friday, it's the end of my run. So let's get to know Rosemary O'Connor today. She's a Hazelden author of A Sober Mom's Guide to Recovery, Taking Care of Yourself to Take Care of Your Kids. Her website is rorecoveryservices.com. Let's get to know her. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. It's Dana in studio along with producer Sharp. We'd like to say hello and welcome this week's special guest co-host, Rosemary. I can say your last name, right? Oh, sure. Because you wrote a book. So, Rosemary O'Connor. That is me. So, you have written a book, A Sober Mom's Guide to Recovery. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, yeah, let's see. I'm a woman in long-term recovery, which means I haven't had a drink or a drug in over 17 years. Wow. And yeah, let's see. Um, towards the end, I was a daily drinker and a binge drinker. Um, I had three kids, or I have three kids that were two, five, and eight. And going, I was separated from my now, I call it a what my my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. Husband? Yeah, husband, yeah. That's good. Yeah, I don't like ex husband anyhow. Um, and, uh, you know, I was scared. I was um, guilty. Uh, I was full of shame. And so my solution was to keep drinking. And uh, bottom line is, I one night I hired a 10 year old babysitter to watch my two, five, and eight-year-old, and I didn't come home. And uh, so that's me way back 17 years. And, um, you know, I own a company, which is called uh, Rock Recovery Services. And that's in Marin, right? That's in Marin, although I do life coaching and, um, you know, addiction coaching over the phone, Skype. So I actually have clients all over. And... um, I also, I'm an outreach manager for Hazel and Betty Ford, which... What does that mean, outreach manager? Well, basically, my job is to go and find resources out in the community and also let the community know uh, all about Hazel and Betty Ford and all that they have, you know, their residential and outpatient treatment centers. So I meet with, you know, therapists, psychiatrists, uh, um, uh, doctors, and, and also family members and addicts or alcoholics themselves. And we do kind of a evaluation on what we think would be the most helpful for them. So and then I'm a support system when the family member goes into treatment to help guide them and help them get the help that they need because families, uh, it's a family disease. And they've been severely affected. And uh, the families need just as much help. And what, so I know you said you have three kids. Is that what, what made you want to start writing this book? I know we were talking earlier and you said that it started with journaling. Right, right. I never thought I was a writer, author, you know, and certainly never thought that Hazelden 
would publish my book. I'm I like, know Hazelden's like famous. I've always known Hazelden in Minnesota. I've always known where that rehab was. It's like because I've been in so many. I always say like Hazelden <laughs> is one of the ones I haven't been in. Yeah. But yeah. every book we ever read, every treatment center had Hazelden written on it. Right. Like right. even the Terry Gorski books, I think, had Hazelden written. Oh on yeah. It. Everything is from Hazelden. Right. So right. Yeah. I would. I would imagine that's like a big deal in in the you know sober community oh yeah yeah they have a whole separate publishing company and you know to me it was I started just journaling especially um when I was newly sober like I'm so angry and just let it rip and I'm so much fear or so guilty or so lonely and I had this inner voice for a long time saying write a book write a book and of course my uh the other part of my head said, "What do you? who do you think you are? And write a book. You're not a writer. Nobody will read it. It's a waste of time. But I actually went to um, a, a women's retreat uh, a few years ago. And you had to stand up and say, what would you do if you had no fear? And I shook and I cried and I said, I'd write a book. <laughs> and then uh, the woman that runs the retreat, uh, Diane Conway, she's a writing coach. So, you know, like we do in recovery, we ask for help. And basically, she said, well, uh, what's your book? And I said, I have like five books in me. She says, well, what's the one you have most passion over? And I said, I have a book on sober moms. And she said, okay, let's start. So I bought her all my journals, scraps a piece of paper, and she really saw the vision for it. Oh, wow. um, She said, you've got a lot of topics here. And we just started, right, right. So I'd come back to her every now and then and get support from her. And she was amazing. And she, you know, she's written a bunch of books. She's the one that wrote the book, What Would You Do If You Had No Fear? Oh, that's a book. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, look it up. It's, okay. It's, it's on Amazon. It, it's amazing. And it's like my book, very simple. And so we kind of got this formula down in the book, like what was the, pr- so in the topic, like loneliness, what was the problem? What was my experience or a client's experience? And then very simple tools to address it. So uh, yeah, it was an amazing journey. And when uh, Hazelden called, it was more people say, what was your reaction? And really, there was two main reactions, like one, wow, I do have something to say. You know, I am enough. And I listened to my intuition. So um, it's been an amazing journey. And yeah. when Hazelden contacted you, they said that they weren't they were going to publish it. Like, do they use this at their treatment centers, um, or yeah. is it just is there a publishing company completely separate? They're completely separate. So um, they didn't even know, you know, that I worked for the company. Matter of fact, this is oh, you worked for Hazelden first. Um, yeah, long oh, yeah, long oh, time okay. ago, though okay. a long time ago. And then I left to open my own business, the right. sober living, and do the recovery coaching and the life coaching. So, but then when the book was published, publishing, uh, well, uh, the uh, recovery center said, we'd love to have you back and just doing outreach in the Bay Area. And then publishing said, you know, you can go out there and speak about your book and speak about the treatment centers. And it was just a win-win. I mean, I love Hazelden, Betty Ford. They're just, you know, they started the industry. Um, Their integrity is just amazing. And so, you know, the fact that they wanted me to speak on my book and represent them, it was just, you know, where, I, where I'm supposed to be right now. So. Yeah, and I'm sure it's very helpful. I know a lot 
of sober moms. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, most of them actually are single moms. Yep. And I, I can imagine this is going to be really helpful to them. Um, have you gotten a lot of feedback from other moms oh, that yeah. this has helped them? Oh, yeah. And not only um, sober moms, a lot of women who are in recovery or or not in recovery, um, you know, they don't have any addiction problem. And um, even men, because the topics are so universal, um, you know, loneliness, codependency, um, anger, uh, also how to get back, you know, your life, your dreams. Um, but yes, I mean, that's been the best. The emails I get, the phone mail, phone, you know, text messages and things on Facebook and it's, you know, my intention was when I wrote this book, again, not knowing if it was even going to go anywhere. I really, I said, if this book helps one woman, then I've done my job. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and that it really helped me write it. It was a lot of healing. And um, so, yeah, the, the, the people that have, you know, uh, talked to me and said, wow, this book really changed my life. So... Yeah, that's, of course, very rewarding. Yeah, I mean, I was, I've was i been going through the book since you sent it to me, and I completely relate to it, and I don't even have kids. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not even like you have to have kids to read this book. It's right. just, you know, issues and topics and things that come up or things that are in our histories as we get sober right. that we're going to have to deal with once we take the chemicals away. Right. Because they're there. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it'll just be really helpful, though, to also to the single mom, because a lot of the single moms I know are very... Um, not very new, but they, they're they in their first five years of recovery. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have way more time than that. And I think they could get a lot about uh, a lot out of this book, too, because of the topics like anger and stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. but yeah, like that's a universal topic. I think, mm-hmm. you know, anger is something that comes up for all of us. Like I was talking about it's something I have to prey on all the time because mm-hmm. my anger is just so... It, you know, it just flares. Right. And it comes, it, it's just like a knee jerk. My knee jerk reaction is anger, especially to grief. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, a lot of people with anger, it feels powerful. It, um, you know, a lot of people don't want to go underneath, underneath um, anger is fear and underneath fear is hurt and disappointment. And that a lot of people don't want to feel that. So what did we do? We drank or used. Yeah. And so in recovery, um, we get to do that healing work. So the anger or the guilt or the shame or whatever the feeling is, it starts to dip- dissipate and doesn't paralyze us. And um, yeah, so, and it's it's always a journey, you know, you know, with whatever the feeling is, the shame, the I'm not good enough, the the anger, you know, we don't, we, we don't get over any of that in just a day or <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah i know it's like it takes time and yeah. a lot of focus mm-hmm. um but it, it does but you're right it does get better and it does get easier it's yeah. just always i always feel like my issue is i feel so embarrassed when i'm supposed to you know be working a good program or i you know i'm a sober person and i find myself have some five-year-old reaction and mm-hmm. i'm like Ugh, that's mm-hmm. you know yeah. you know and then like we were talking about earlier it's like that's why they don't want us to use our last names <laughs> right. they don't want us to represent them when they have a complete spaz attack in public like me right right but you know i think what i learned is um i i learned compassion for myself and um, that I'm human and the expectations I put on myself to be perfect. You know, I always say I'm a, I'm a recovering from perfectionism as well. And I think a lot of women 
have that issue. Um, you know, not only people in recovery, you know, the, our society says, you know, we should do this and that and look a certain way and be a certain way. And I've just learned to accept um, my what I call you know, warts and all. Yeah, like I, I, you know, we're and I once I found that for myself, and I can just let people be human. You know, people are going to get mad, but, you know, it's not about me. And Yeah, yeah I, I hear, I've heard that a lot is when somebody says somebody's reaction to something says a lot about them and nothing about you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's taken me a long time to get that and what other people think of me is none of my business. Right. I used to hate that saying because it sounded so <laughs> offensive. I was yeah. like, don't tell me it's none of my business. Yeah. But I get like now it's like I kind of get the point is that it's just not my concern. Like, right. It doesn't have anything to do with me or life or anything. It's just they're doing their thing. Right. And the illusion that we could change them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've learned that the people in my life, um, yeah, because I've changed and I've done the work that the relationship has changed. So it doesn't, if I always start working on myself or like, oh, I'm having a strong reaction to this. All I have to do is look at it and realize I'm reacting in a certain way that they're not doing anything to me. They're doing what they know. Like hurt people hurt people. Yeah, that makes that's made it easier for me to forgive certain people. Because, yeah. you know, like when I get to the part in the steps where it's like I need um, to make amends. And then the part where I'm trying to do my inventory, I realize mm-hmm. the only part I have any power over is myself. Right. So I have to forgive people. But it's hard for me to forgive people who, you know, haven't apologized. Mm-hmm. And that's where things like A Course in Miracles has actually oh, helped yeah. me a great deal. Love A Course in Miracles. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it, it's like, it's, I, you forgive people just out of love. Like that's how you become a loving person is mm-hmm. you just forgive. And it's mm-hmm. like, I know there's some things that are probably too awful to forgive, but right. otherwise, but, but like you were saying, most of the people who have hurt me were hurt people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know that for a fact. Yeah. And there's a difference. I think some people think that if I forgive someone that I still have to be in relationship with them or still continue. You know, it doesn't mean that their behavior was um, acceptable. Right. Um, You know, and that's where you learn or I've learned boundaries. Like I've gotten rid of a lot of people in my life that um, had no boundaries. Uh, You know, I was the target of um, their pain and I don't have to have that in my life. Um, So... You know, it's again, it's such a journey of continuing to learn about myself and the healing that happens and then all the good stuff, you know, what I don't like about, you know, Hollywood and um, typical just messages out there, all the horrible things about recovery um, or addiction. Uh, But recovery is an awesome life. It is. Oh, my gosh. You know, it really is. Oh, my gosh. Like I said, this book alone who would have ever thought that I had that in me and that Hazelden would have published it and then it would have impacted so many people. And people also say, oh, my God, how did you write about this? You know, you're telling the whole world a lot of, you know, your history. And I would never tell someone that I drank so much I like, didn't come home to my kids or that I ended up in a lot of not so great places but I but say, then there's all those people who can relate to what you just said right and and again one of my intentions is I didn't want people to feel like they're alone and that 
addiction and alcoholism, it's a disease. Um, you know, there's no shame in it. And the world doesn't understand that. And again, going back to like the focus on rebuilding our lives. I mean, I have a life literally beyond my wildest dreams. And a lot of it is that, you know, I feel really good about myself. I love myself. On most days, I like myself, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and uh, relationships have been healed. Um, I mean, it just, I opened my own business. I have really great relationships with my ex-husband and his wife. I mean, we celebrate Christmas together. And this was a man I hated. Right. Thinking it was all his fault. Yeah. And, you know, it's just uh, the relationships that are healed, the things that we're able to do are just um, amazing. Yeah. This is great. There are so many topics in this book, and we're going to get to more of these topics this week. The book, by the way, is A Sober Mom's Guide to Recovery, Taking Care of Yourself to Take Care of Your Kids by Rosemary O'Connor, who is our in-studio guest co-host for this week. We will be back tomorrow. Our topic will be sexual trauma and love relationship dysfunction. If you would like to write us, the email is radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O-Productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. We will get that even when we're not in the studio. And on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. Stay tuned. We will be back tomorrow. Keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll